Hey listeners and welcome to the Spark Tank Podcast. This is Dan Connor coming at you, not live, but loud from St. Louis, which is still here and still super archy. <laughs> I'm here with friend and crackpot startup guy, Craig Jacobson. We're here every week with your emails, your wild business ideas, and your startup questions. This week's episode features climate change crack pottery, which happens to be a passion for both Craig and me. Close yeah. to my we got another week of fantastic emails in the hopper. This week we talk about curing weather nose blindness, energy generating art, an idea for adrenaline junkie hybrid drivers, and more. Thank you so much for sending these in, for listening, and for spreading the word to your friends. Please keep doing that, and please, please, please consider rating us on iTunes or writing us a review. That would be a huge help to get the word out. So we got a lot of great crackpot ideas in the hopper, so let's get wild. Craig, how's it going, man? Fantastic. Yeah? Yeah, yeah really enjoying doing, life huh? right now. Good. Well, let me ask you something here. Lay it uh, on me. Now that you're enjoying life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going great. Uh, uh, how's your house smell? Uh, <laughs> what day of the week is it? You know, I mean, uh, I'm a busy guy. It's got yeah. some, you know, occasionally there's a questionable smell from the from the sink, but I've, okay. been, I've been trying to keep it clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's pretty dirty. Yeah. I'll be honest. It's interesting. Yeah. I think, um, so it smells I think, pretty good. I think it's, uh, so this is one of those things that's uh, on a time scale that's really difficult to, for us to notice as humans, right? So the glacial pace. The glacial pace of smell house smell change yeah. uh, means that you just don't notice it changing over time. And and then if someone, if you leave on vacation and come back, you like step in and you, it, you're overwhelmed by the smell that you didn't even know was there. Totally happened. Nose blind. You're right. You're yeah. right. I'm totally nose yeah. blind because I'm immersed in it. You yeah. Know? Not saying that your house smells particularly bad. Uh, but I wouldn't know. The correct answer <laughs> is how does my house smell? I have no idea. Right. Come over and you tell me. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea. I don't have any idea either. Well, I know how your house smells, but... Um, yeah. So yeah, I think climate change is kind of the same thing, and this idea is related to that. Okay, so this one's, yeah, it's the time scale is is, uh, is much much too slow for us I to perceive, see. right? We have to sort of step out right. and come back, but it's tough to step out of the planet and come back. Yeah, yeah, you gotta um, have a special job to do that. <laughs> so uh, this idea again is uh, is kind of related to that. So. It's, it happens to be our weekly startup idea in 15 words or less. Yes. This one is from Jake, and his idea is for climate change tourism, which is seeing sites that will soon be wiped out. Ouch. 13 words, really riding the line there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks for counting. Yeah. Thanks, Jake, for sending us your idea. Craig, you ever wanted to go see the knife's edge of, uh, of climate change? Oh, man, I do. Yeah, I would like to get what out. What would you see? The, what would you go out and see? Oh, man, I would go to the Arctic. You'd you know, go to the Arctic, okay. I would, I would okay. see the ice for sure. You would you see know, the melting glaciers. Well, they're still, hopefully, find some healthy ones. Yeah. Did you see that terrifying image of a really skinny polar bear yes. on yes. that iceberg? God, yeah. that was so yeah, yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. So the glacier's high on the list. What about, what about like a, you know... I don't know. I'm not much of a cold climate kind of guy, so... I know I go to like you. the beaches, right? <laughs> so yes. I'm thinking... Like uh, a place like the Maldives, where yeah, you're the, Maldives. the highest point is 10 feet above sea level. Yeah. So, you know, 10 feet of sea rise, and that place is toast. Yeah, you're so right. Uh, that is a good Soggy place to toast. go. Yeah. For sure. We would not have done. Ah, man. It yeah. would be so, so terrible would you go to... if the Maldives yeah. shut. Man. Yeah. It would be just horrible. Shut their doors forever. Yeah. So the so the idea here that, um, you know, you could, go, you could go and see things that are, you know, impressively depressing right like and uh and see that you know this place is never going to be here my children will never perceive this right but i think there's another another side of this right so climate change tourism could also be touring things that are new 
climates that are being uh, uh, climate zones that are appearing or new industries that are popping up in places that you would have never imagined them, right? Yeah, well, those yeah. you're going to get new places in a lot of areas. I mean, yeah, we have yeah, a completely yeah. new weather pattern here, it seems. Yeah, so so one of the things is uh, that I was looking up is that um, uh, uh, wineries, apparently. So, so it, wineries enjoy uh, the sort of between the 30th and 50th parallels uh, on the northern and southern hemisphere. Um, so the idea is that you know, if those if those climate zones shift beyond those traditional uh, established zones for wineries, where are the new winery zones, and should you invest in those spots? Huh? Wow, <laughs> that's going to be such a tough one to predict. You know, I mean, the climate I mean, models are pretty. Yeah, uh, you got to start heavy. planting grapes early though, because yeah. it takes a long time to. <laughs> yeah, it takes like at least what five years to ten start to, harvesting. Ten years to start have some palatable. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Great for wine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, yeah. So I'm thinking Alaska might be a good spot for yeah. grapes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because you know, the <laughs> you're going to get that cool ocean air. Yeah. Oceanic oh, air. It's going to be so climate. It's, it's yeah. so hard to predict, though. You know, I mean, I, what is put how down it's those really early. Change. Yeah. It's, it's why you got to make your bets early. Yeah. Well, so, some people are actually making those bets, right? No so really Alaska has any guesses how many wineries Alaska has? Uh, Zero. Or more, <laughs> you know. Or put a uh, number on it. I was thinking, I was thinking zero until you actually asked me the question. Uh, so now I have oh, to go with you. you know my favorite number. Uh, we're gonna go with twelve right now. Four. There are four, four. Oh, wineries man. in Alaska right now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I've never had one, but uh, uh, but I think that you know I think they could pop up a little more frequently now that sort of things are yeah, things are a little shifting. off balance yeah you know as soon as you get a lot of that fresh water melting uh on either of the poles um what that's good that can really change the underwater ocean currents which can really have a dramatic impact on the uh air currents so predicting exactly how that's gonna go tough call but right now i think yeah oh absolutely uh, yeah, yeah, alaska yeah. looks that, that'll be that would be interesting yeah so there's yeah. another there's another um climate zone that might be appearing in a different place for a different crop okay and another one that's close to your heart is uh is coffee oh my god yeah. i love coffee yeah. yes so coffee likes to be between the tropic of cancer and the tropic of capricorn right so the 30th and 30th parallels uh and so uh, doing some research on that, um, if, if the climate sort of, uh, uh, you know, does its thing uh, more northerly or southerly of those points, mm -hmm. then you might see coffee farms popping up in places like Uzbekistan or Kazakhstan. Wow. So would you visit, <laughs> would you the, visit a uh, coffee? Kazakh, Kazakhstani <laughs> coffee. roast. Yeah, it's got really high. It's got really nice notes of buttery uh, and <laughs> nuts with a, with a scent of Berry? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that'd be that would be wild. So that's I don't know. So they... there are these new things that are popping up. I think um, you know it, it is sad that you know you might not be able to go skiing or adventuring in in certain places, right? Um, that's one sad thing, right? But uh, uh, <laughs> uh, of course, the you know catastrophic right, right. Uh, destruction of, of, of habitable environments right, also. Right, yeah, that's right. that's pretty uh, sad too. Animal friends yeah. and plants. Of, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there but might yes. be there might be a uh, you know a, another side to that, right? Like go see the things that are uh, uh, that are you know more adventurous and new things that are appearing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, you know, it could just be a shift, a rebalancing. Uh, I have to think. You know, ultimately. I'm, I, you know, I'm very worried about it. We need to completely change our energy paradigm. We need to completely do everything that we can to clean up our air and our water for us right, to breathe right, and right. drink. 
Um, but uh, you know, a complex feedback system like the Earth, I, I, I and really uh, a and of, uh, high a lot of hope, a high echelon of deniers in the uh, yeah, in that's, the that's atmosphere also. We, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it, but that's a that's a vast minority. You know, so we really, uh, I feel like the. You know, what do you think? Do you think? Yet. Do you think uh, climate change adventure tourism would be a good changer to that that echelon? I think continuing to get the uh, the word out there and show people the huge change that is happening by us hanging on to old energy paradigms is yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, is definitely a valuable thing to do. Absolutely, for sure. Well, that kind of brings us back to the like your house smelling kind of thing, right? So, like, so if you go somewhere, okay, it smells like mold. I just, it's it's, so it's funky. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what their house smells like, right? Like that's not really that's not really productive for you, right? It'd be better to have someone come to your house and tell you if your house is stinky, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how do you turn how do you turn climate change tourism into that? Mm. Do you have people who used to live in your uh, area, your region, and have left for a long time? Uh, come back to your to your region, and you just have conversations about Man, uh, you know how the weather used to be different. Used to be, you know, we had <laughs> yeah. this giant lake and reservoir, and we just drank all the water. You know, like, yeah, oh, well, yeah. maybe, yeah. You know, I mean, that, that could be a thing. But how are you going to round up all those people? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess. Well, actually, so adventure tourism is a huge market, right? There's it's like a three hundred billion dollar industry, um, and it's growing sixty two percent every couple of years. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe climate change tourism is the next, uh, adventure tourism, you know, potentially, potentially, yeah, yeah. but just going to make it exciting. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> a way, way better than going to see how we're ruining the planet. Right. Yeah. Would that, you guys like would be to come very depressing, see this yeah. horrible, you know, I mean, uh, at the same time, I think that I wonder if be, you could reframe it. Yeah. Yeah. We could maybe reframe it a little bit, you know, I mean the last, you, yeah. there's, there's probably a good spin there nevertheless we gotta we gotta clean things up let's we yeah. can do this though i've got a lot of hope for the planet and for humanity all is going to be well we just gotta yeah I, you know i the change i do too i also think that you can really if you really tried and you take could, action you could clean up your house and yeah have it not yeah if i took action on my house i could clean it up i swear <laughs> you know so i'm gonna i'm gonna treat my house like i yeah there we go okay let's make that happen so crackpot idea number two this week is from Alexandra, and she writes, Hey, Dan and Craig, so it seems like hybrid cars haven't been resonating with the majority of drivers, despite the obvious economic benefit. Uh, I guess she's talking about the increased in fuel efficiency. Here, yeah, right. right. Uh, and I think one of the reasons must be because they aren't as fun to drive as other cars. Uh, so uh, save Tesla, you really don't see any of those high thrill-seeking, uh, you know, car driving ads uh uh as you know you would see about an ad for a chevy volt right um but i did actually see a prius once that was uh geared up for drift racing no way yeah really? yeah that was uh did you watch it was on prius youtube drift? Oh, yeah okay. it was pretty uh yeah spectacular wow wow <laughs> i don't know but that... uh so her question is how yeah. would you design a hybrid that's more fun to drive hmm well, you know, I mean, first off, it's arguably, I mean, fun is subjective. You know, I can have a lot of fun playing with the MPG game, you know, and, and trying oh, to like, yeah. do some it's little, little data games. Like, yeah, yeah you, play with some data spreadsheets. games. Yeah, I get my spreadsheets <laughs> going, you know, I get my, my feathering, you know, gas pedal going. And, and oh, it's, my it's goodness. a lot of fun. Yeah, be still and my drift, beating heart. I yeah. drift, you know, I maintain <laughs> the speed around a turn. So I take really hard turns and slow down infrequently, yeah, yeah. you know, hyper driving. But uh, so you can make it a game while you, you know, while still obeying all the laws. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What okay, about but you're uh, talking about making it a race car? Yeah, I mean something that's going to push you in your seat, yeah. or or at well, least be you know more active in driving than a you know an increasingly. But why is it got to be a hybrid? Hands off. I mean, a hybrid. Why? Because uh, I mean, Tesla already has really fun. Yeah, to Tesla's drive got cars. the lock I mean, on. Those yeah. things. What do they've got? Yeah. Berserker yeah. mode, and you like just flip it in, just <laughs> zero, zero to sixty gone, in like you know, two two seconds. 60, yeah, you know. Well, I think be, that so. Uh, I think for for people who can't afford, a Tesla. there's a there's a lot of a space big, between people who can afford, afford a, Tesla a Tesla and people who can afford a, a hybrid. You know, a, I could a maybe Nissan Leaf, go right? get yeah. A, yeah. a hybrid or something. But if you turned a hybrid into uh, something else. Like I think a manual hybrid would be interesting. That would right? be cool. See, that's what I mean. It sounds like it would be really challenging to uh, to drive a car that is not only stick shift, but also you control the, when the electric motor shifts on and off. Yeah, right. That would be pretty interesting. It would be really cool. That would be really fun. You'd have to have a lot of awareness. I mean, a new challenge like that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You know? yeah. I wonder if I wonder if people could actually beat the efficiency of the factory settings. Ooh, I would want to play that game. Now we're talking, you know what I mean? Because I love my manual transmission. Yeah, got to get those spreadsheets on. 15-year-old car. It's going well, though. And it's the same transmission it's had. Yeah. So uh, So you drive stick right now. I do, yeah. Yeah, And I enjoy that, you know. And actually, one of the barriers for me entering into a hybrid vehicle is the lack of, you know, controlling the engine and shifting and, like, changing the torque. Yeah. You know, so if I had the opportunity to do all of that with a hybrid, that would be pretty um, interesting. That right? would be a lot more yeah. fun, you know. And I, there's got to be a hybrid out there that you can do that, but it's probably a pretty expensive. There is one, one manual hybrid out there. No way. Yeah, the and Honda CRZ is a manual hybrid. It's a six-speed, but you don't control the electric motor. What? Wait, 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 wait. Explain it to me. So you, it's a six-speed manual transmission. I'm really excited, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So you control the you control the the transmission as you would in a normal in your car, right? Uh-huh, right. Um, but uh, there's an electric motor that gives you an extra an extra boost. Mm-hmm. There's actually also a button that is like speed mode, more power mode, or like passing mode. Berserker yeah. mode. Yeah, berserker mode. Uh-huh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, wow. it's a little paddle on the uh, on the steering wheel. Wow. Yeah. yeah. But you know you don't you don't control 100% when the electric motor shifts on and off or it's controlling that when you're charging uh, via the via the flywheel or anything like that. So how is it? It's controlled yeah, it's via its own it. algorithm. Yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, that's a pretty complex that, system. That is a really complex. But wouldn't you system. want that in your hands? I would like to do that, <laughs> but you know what I would much prefer to do is just drive. Yeah. You know, drive with my manual shifter. That'd be so much fun, and then it can do all the math of of when to yeah. charge the electric engine i mean i would really like to think about you that, just want to you just want hands off yeah well i don't i mean i want to i mean i'd still be engaging with the driving experience i would still be able to use the engine <laughs> for with torque. The driving yeah okay. you know i mean that sounds really good how much is that car seriously uh i don't know is that man. a really expensive yeah. car is that like a fifty thousand no, dollar car no, is i like think a, it's a honda i mean it's, yeah, a, it's honda. a sedan it's a honda yeah, it's got to be in the 30k range or less right yeah i guess yeah who knows whatever yeah, we um, got to give somebody a Honda fantastic. CRZ as a as a piece of swag. Yeah, wow! If you could give away a Honda <laughs> CRZ, I I would really upgrade for my 2002 Civic. That would be fantastic. <laughs> it's mostly yeah. still together. It's a great it's a great ride. So, what do you think about that idea? I'm into it. That sounds like a, a really you can make good a hybrid idea. that's super fun to drive, like a like a thrill seeker. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, as fun as a manual transmission. I'm uh, I'm with you. If you have a manual hybrid like that, like yeah, you're I'm, on board. Like with I say that, I'm all on board. But you want to actually control more of the electric yeah, motor. Yeah. I have to be honest. Oh, I don't that know gadgetry. how fun it is. You know, I yeah, I can't afford a Tesla. So I've driven some hybrids. They don't seem terribly unfun to drive already. You know, I mean they've got some some nice features. Yeah. They um, don't have berserker mode. No, yeah. they don't have yeah. berserker mode. They have but 
Neither you, does my you, Honda Civic. It's got it's it's. it's I mean, they it's, have eco mode. Yeah, you know, that's that's you know about half Honda as Civic's fun. Just like I'm gonna sound like I'm really mode. angry, but I'm not really gonna do anything about it. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? That's it's just. That's the persona you attach to. Yeah, your... that's it. You know, it's like I'm gonna be really mad, but I'm not gonna do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? I can make you know, it can move if it needs to. It's a good car. Yeah. Well, if the persona for your car is that, then my persona for my Prius is. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm still here. I'm going. Uh, I'm on my way still. Yeah, I'll be there going. Soon. I'll be at the grocery store in no time at all. Charge well, uh, sometime, battery. sometime, probably. Uh, but you know, I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. You know, your Prius sounds extremely friendly. I would want to get to know that. You know, my Civic is just no. It's it's a it's a sweet little ride. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Old and strong. Well, thanks, Alexander. That was a good idea. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. So, uh, but, so before we move on to our third idea, uh, remember to email your wild and wonderful crack pottery ideas to sparktankme at gmail.com. That's sparktankme at gmail.com. And remember, if we pick your idea to talk about on the podcast, we'll send you some swag. Authentic swag. Super yeah. good swag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So our next idea is from Chris. And he writes... Hey, Spark Tank, here's an idea for the hopper. I'd love to know if you see any angles for Airbnb for storage at people's homes. Like, let me put my stuff in your garage for a month. Wow. Or I need a fridge and a freezer for the weekend. Uh, so Can I rent your fridge and yeah, freezer? Yeah, rent your fridge and freezer so I can turn my fridge and freezer off when I go away for the weekend. Interesting. Or like send it with them. <laughs> oh, you mean they want to? So <laughs> oh, oh, you mean like put it like, on a little yeah, trailer and say, pull that's it like by a the... rental? Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you, they just want to like borrow the left corner of my fridge yeah. for their milk, and yeah, so yeah, that yeah. they don't have to like charge yeah. it. Uh, milk, uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> something that's be, gonna keep a little yeah, bit longer. Maybe a little, yeah, maybe they're know. frozen uh, mango chunks. Yeah, but then you're something. gonna get somebody that's gonna be like, you know, I need some extra space for my taxidermy projects, <laughs> yes. and uh, people are gonna start asking for some weird real yeah, estate. Yeah, you know? there would, there, they would have to be a premium on that. There's a high, there's a high factor of risk for uh, uh, yeah, dead guy storage. Too. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of, so basically it's like uh, Uber for uh, U-Haul storage places or something like that. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Self-storage. I guess it's, yeah, putting that in the in the hands of the, the homeowner right. or the fridge owner. R- yeah. Fridge yeah. owner, yeah. yeah. I guess you could fill your garage with fridges and uh, and really make a killing you on You probably uh, could, so. <laughs> yeah, except, man, your energy bills are going to go through the roof. So yeah, I wonder if it would pay for you'd have, to, yeah. you'd have to balance that out. You know, I mean, a lot of people yeah. are doing great on Airbnb, uh, knocking down their own rents. You know, it's like the, yeah. you get yeah, a yeah, three-bedroom yeah, apartment, sure, yeah. you Airbnb yeah. one of the bedrooms. and Well, and do you think that your energy bills go up when you Airbnb your apartment? Sure, it depends how much blow drying you have to do. Unless they use a blow dry bar. Right, yeah, course. the blow dry you know, bar. Not, don't <laughs> the ever presence. Yeah, the ever, yeah I've, the mythical one. I've never seen one in the flesh, but uh, that sounds pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this is interesting. I think there's a lot. I mean, so people used to talk about Airbnb with all these risks, right? Like, like someone is going to come to my house and someone's going to ask to rent my house, and when they arrive, they're going to be a psychopath. Yeah. And, uh, uh, that's not going to be a, yeah. a savory and some situation. Some of those fears have been realized. You know? yeah. not, not very rarely. Fears, yeah. but very, very rarely. rarely. But like, but you hear the horror stories of people's yeah, houses yeah, getting yeah, trashed. Yeah. But so, so I wonder if this is the same sort of situation for this uh, Airbnb for storage. If they idea. came with taxidermy, it definitely would be. Yeah, I feel like people <laughs> store some really odd stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. The nature of it is, you're not using it a whole lot. 
right? So it's kind of odd yeah, to begin with, with by definition, right? right? <laughs> so uh, I, th- I think, I don't know, maybe if you had, I think this would be a good idea if you had some kind of, uh, some kind of uh, plan for uh, if it gets left at your house, how you would um, need to recycle it or throw it away or, or dispose of it in some way, or maybe it just becomes yours, you know? It's part of the lease, this, part of the contract. This is now you your know? taxidermy it's project. Kind of like a, <laughs> it's kind of like, what? I don't even know, like a pawn shop or something? If you don't pick it up on time, you know, now it's my taxidermy. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> wouldn't my want taxidermy. that, man. See, exactly. See, that's there and that's the risk. So, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess you could yard sale a bunch of stuff. Or, you could yeah, be like, hey, guys, there's a taxidermy here. No, I don't know, man. It, like, it could be a bird. Who knows? I've heard some strange stories. Yeah. So that's, yeah, you know. Yeah. I, think, I guess I think this one's plausible. Plausible. This is I'm going to go, go. I'm not going to participate yet, but that, that sounds yeah. pretty good. It's no makeup bar. Consider it. No, no makeup, makeup bar is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> although, of course, I have no clue what I'm talking about. Still, <laughs> it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, makeup bar from uh, episode number three. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so this one's this one's plausible. Um, I don't know. I guess I would, I could see using it, but... Uh, uh, I don't know why. I just I, you kind of put stuff away in your garage to forget about it anyway. So yeah, but hey, yeah. you know somebody's got an extra garage yeah. space. I mean, it's like hey, I could get some money out of storage. You know, I mean, I I, I think that it's plausible for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it would just take a little while to get going, and people would have to have extra garage space. And you know, that's yeah. good though. I like it. Yeah. All right. So thanks to the idea, let's move on to our final one. But before we do, just want to extend a special thanks to our engineering superhero, Michael McGreal. Right. He's on Twitter at McGreal Life, M-C-G-R-E-A-L-I-F-E. Thanks a million, Michael. Thank you. All right. Our final idea is from Sarah, and she writes that wind turbines are criticized as a blemish on the horizon, and maybe there's some truth to that. They do seem kind of plain. Mm. Um, I don't know. What do you think, man? What do you think when you see a windmill or a wind turbine? I'm thinking like, oh, that's you know, good for the environment. Pretty mm. cool. That looks very but responsible. I, yeah, yeah. But I'm driving down the highway and I see a whole field of them and the lights blinking on and off. It's yeah. kind of kind of mesmerizing, you know. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, yeah. Also, you at that point have taken your eyes off the wheel. That's uh, uh... yeah, it's just a glance. <laughs> and uh, but I mean, it's really hard to not notice, you know, the, yeah. these big yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, simultaneously. It'd be it'd be it's great. Pretty good. It's good for the environment. Yeah, yeah. So Sarah writes, what if we made them more statuesque or designed them as some, you know, on the same lines of an architectural marvel? Wow. Right? So that way, uh, what you might sacrifice in efficiency, you might be able to regain in you know, ticket sales or tourism or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What do you That's think about really uh, too. What do you think about that? I what would that's... you envision in a uh, in a in a system? Oh, I'm I'm thinking like maybe like a Japanime, you know, wind fighter, you know, something okay. really cool on the horizon. Like that a would kite. be way more distracting. Yeah. Or it could be like a Well, really here's Well, I think distraction is the point, okay. right? So you want it to be you want it to be an object that you would you would marvel at like a uh, uh, like Piece a building that's, you know, uh, a Frank Lloyd Wright or something, right? Mm-hmm. So, um so I think I think efficiency wise, what's the what's the uh, what's the maximum possible maximum theoretical efficiency for wind turbine? It's like fifty four percent. Yeah, I think something like that. Something like that. So mm-hmm. so we're getting pretty close to that as mm-hmm. far as as far as these wind turbines go, right? These these big uh, sort of airplane wing, three bladed, yeah, what are those horizontal you know the axes. Uh, I think they're like ninety percent efficiency. Wow, ninety eight, ninety to ninety five plus. Yeah. So I mean that's pretty. 
I mean, you know, up up to that fifty four percent limit okay. of that fifty four percent limit, right? right. right? Um, so I think that you know, there's some truth to that that you could sacrifice some of that efficiency. There's no reason why we actually need these things to be uh, as close to one hundred percent efficient as possible, right? I mean, theoretically, you could have one that is fifty percent efficient. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's from theoretical maximum. Yeah. So of, you know, of that uh, uh, mechanical engine energy in the wind, right. you're only getting 26 percent of it or something like okay. that. But, you know, you're still getting a you're still getting a good charge on that. Right. Sure. And if you could make it this the beautiful I'm getting this I'm getting this um, vision mm-hmm. of uh, of. You know, just imagine uh, one of those one of those gorgeous corporate parks in New York, right, on sure. the downtown sure. sort of uh, 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 western western side of the island, right? Yeah. Um, if you uh, if you have on one of the top of those buildings that's accessible, easy accessible, um, this like giant um, egg shaped thing, or like this this sort of uh, smooth surface rounded like object, right? Like a giant, like giant egg, right? Right. And yeah. uh, and when when the wind starts oh, the to bean. blow on this oblong bean. shape, uh-huh. right? It uh, it starts to turn. Okay. Right. And as it turns, uh, it starts to open up into this other this transforming uh, uh, sort of structure that then catches more wind, right? And as it continues its revolution, it like it morphs into this uh, this sort of um, flowering, I don't wow. know, lotus or something, right? Yeah. And then as it as it sort of hits its uh, its 180th degree, mm-hmm. then it starts to reverse that sort of transformation. The apex is. And and yeah, and start to you know it's still catching wind, it's still yeah. turning, by just the design of it, right? And then as it as it sort of folds back in on itself, it becomes to it becomes to return to that sort of egg or whatever oblong. Uh, obtuse shape you know that is a really pretty cool idea you know like uh when like energy generating art basically yeah you know i mean yeah. it's like you could design art and be like wow man that's a really cool looking sculpture and be like yeah and it's yeah. charging itself you know yeah i think uh, that and it runs my coffee maker in the morning you know or whatever you know <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah there's how, a market how? for that for sure i don't know wait wait wait. how much electricity does your coffee maker use uh, you know to, to to boil water you know it's i mean I, I use a chemex every day back to my uh, oh, okay. fascination with coffee <laughs> So I've got to get it to 202 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, you know, so I gotta that's like fire sure up the diesel water. generator. Gotta, you know, put some water through the filter a little bit. Yeah, firing up the kettle. It's a, it's a bit of electricity for sure. You got to get a water bit. wheel. I mean, it's everything is well. You know, I mean, it's uh, what one. That's right. It's pretty. Yeah, it's a lot of energy. So, I mean, what do you think about uh, about the sacrifice for? Anyway, well, I, so here's the other aspect of that, right? So, if you made it big enough. You could sort of have people walk into it, right, and like see this thing transforming on the outside yeah. of this little um, yeah. viewing uh, booth, right? Um, you could probably sell tickets for that. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, to watch, I don't know, <laughs> if it's you know, if it's amazing for the, enough for the right? public, you know, I mean, I don't yeah. know, maybe p- potentially people pay money to go and see all kinds of uh, all right. kinds of monuments and things like that. That's true. That are that are picturesque and uh, and wonderful to to perceive. Well, let's face it. But they're, they're not, <laughs> no, not no, no. any electricity. Yeah, not not carrying their weight. <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> just a waste of space. But why not? Right. So no, why are we making why are we making um, our our sort of uh, renewable energy generators uh, designed by uh, by engineers? Why isn't it a like a building? Right. It's it's designed by an architect. But then engineers step in and make it work. 
I hear you. I think that's pretty cool, you know, but in this one, like um, form definitely has to follow function until the problem of climate change has been fully addressed. You know, what I mean, like, I you think, think we, you think be, we would need to be as efficient as possible with yeah, every possible generate, wind turbine? We need to generate, well, at the moment, maybe until we until it's a clear, you know, I mean, not every single possible one. I think there is a market for art that generates electricity for sure. Um, and I and I think that, you know, meanwhile, we should also be making extremely efficient wind turbines. We should be dealing, doing away with the nuisances. Like if there's a noise problem, we should figure out how to mitigate that noise problem. You know, if there's yeah. an issue for the appearance, you know, I see this is addressing the appearance issue. Yeah. So I think that there's, I think that you could address the appearance issue and the noise issue and all those issues by um, making that one of the strengths of the thing. Right. That's so if point. you can make, if you could make it, um, make the noise that it makes, some sort of uh, you know symphony of uh, of um, I don't know of of wind vanes or or yeah. uh, wind chimes. Beautiful sound. That would be that would be kind of interesting. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. 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 I'm into that. I'm into anyway. That. Yeah. I think this is a great. Uh, I think this idea has great potential. Yeah. Um, this is super creative. I really like this one. Yeah. Um, uh, I kind of want to start working. You want to go? Yeah. You want to go build one? Yeah. I want to go get like a. Some artists, you know, people that have been using their hands for a lot of things and talking yeah. about, like, what are the main things, you know, where do we really need to catch the wind uh, on a, you know, hey, that that thing that we made six years ago <laughs> in the Bahamas, that thing was a piece of art. Oh, don't, Let's be don't bring that up again. rocket yeah. boat was gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> that was really awesome. Uh, we both emerged like, bleeding yeah. from uh, from different pieces of our yeah, hands being true. chopped off we by did, this. We <laughs> did almost kill some parts of our bodies with yeah. power tools. But uh, <laughs> we did a turbine out of a bunch of junk. That was cool. Well, great. Yeah, so that's a great idea. Thanks uh, thanks for the great climate change crack pottery ideas this week. Uh, that just about wraps us up on this episode of Spark Tank. Uh, remember, if you have crackpot business ideas of your own, email us at sparktankme at gmail.com. If we pick your idea to talk about on this podcast, send me some swag. Send me some swag. Thanks for listening. Thank you.